Welcome to Morbidly Insane, a podcast for morbidly insane people, hosted by a morbidly insane girl. On this podcast, you can hear all about cults, true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal activities, history, and all things spooky and scary. Ted Bundy. Does that name sound familiar to you? And what comes to your mind when you hear it? Theodore Robert Bundy was born on November 24th, 1946. We have the same zodiac sign. (laughs) He was born in Burlington. His mom's name was Eleanor Louise Cowell. But his dad's name I cannot tell you. For sure, because apparently Ted's father's identity was never confirmed. Some think his father is a salesman and U.S. Air Force veteran, Lolly Marshall, but some say that it was his mom's dad. But apparently that has been proven wrong. To this day, Ted's father's identity remains unknown. Ted was basically raised by his grandparents because his mom had him when she was pretty young and he has an unknown dad and she didn't have a husband. So since Ted's grandparents were extremely religious and they thought that it was a shame that their daughter had a baby with unknown father and without a husband. So for a long period of time, while Ted was a child, he believed that his grandparents were his actual parents and his mom was his older sister. He only found out later, when he saw his birth certificate, that his grandparents weren't his parents and that his mom wasn't his sister, but his mom. Ted really liked his grandpa, even though other people didn't. People said that he was a bad person, an abuser, racist, and so on. His grandma is described as a depressed woman. I mean, no wonder, since she lives with an abuser. In 1950, Ted and his mother moved to Tacoma, Washington. His mom then soon got married there to Johnny Culpepper Bundy. So obviously, Ted took his last name Bundy, and that's how he got his famously notorious last name. Ted didn't like Johnny, though. Mostly for dumb reasons, honestly. He thought that he wasn't good because he wasn't making a lot of money. Like he was working class and apparently that wasn't good enough for Mr. Ted. Ted has first shown disturbing behavior when he put knives around his aunt while she was sleeping. And then she woke up. She saw little Ted standing there and smiling. He was very interested in murder death and other morbid stuff. Just like me, of course. Um, in school, he did pretty well, academically wise. But he was bad at making friends. Just like me, again. <laughs> Even though he did well in school and was smart, as he started getting older, becoming a teenager, he started stealing things, peeking through people's windows and watching them. So, he was a bad little teen. After high school, he went to university where he met Stephanie Brooks and got into a relationship with her. 
She was from California. Um, she was basically everything Ted wanted to be. She was rich. <laughs> they later broke up and she moved back to California. Um, Ted was devastated after this breakup. Let me just tell you. Stephanie's look inspired like his future victims. Like all of his future victims have like dark hair. They're young and attractive. Just like Stephanie. So just a note. Um, Ted still later graduated in psychology in University of Washington. In 1969, he made Elizabeth Cleffer. She was from Utah and she was a single mother. Her daughter's name was Molly. Um, Molly was three years old when they started dating. So Ted became like a father to her, except he was being weird. But in a sexual way, weird. Um, Ted was dating Molly's mom until Molly was 10 years old when he wasn't dating her anymore. Um, Ted later worked at Suicide Hotline Center where he met Anne Rule, who we know wrote the book The Stranger Beside Me, which is a book about Ted. The time Anne didn't see anything wrong with Ted. She thought that he was kind, yada yada yada. Ted later started law school, which I think will be an important thing to keep in mind later. In summer 1973, he went to California, where he kind of rebuilt his relationship with Stephanie Brooks. Remember her? That rich girl he used to date? Not so long after, in 1974, he sort of broke off their contact completely. She tried to contact him. She tried to call him. She sent him letters, but... No response. But she managed to contact him finally. And Ted just played stupid and said that he doesn't know what she means. So that was the last time she ever heard from Ted. And Ted later explained that he just wanted to prove to himself that he could have married her. So... I guess you can tell here how selfish he is and how big his ego is. Since he just contacted her again so he could prove to himself that he could have married her. So, no comment, honestly. No comment. And by then later, Tad started skipping law school and even stopped attending it. Um, that was when young women started to disappear in the Pacific Northwest. Here we are slowly getting to Ted's first murders and him becoming a killer. We don't know for sure when he did his first murder because he told everyone a different story. To some... He said that he attempted his first kidnapping in 1969 in New Jersey, but that he didn't kill anyone until 1971 in Seattle. But to someone else, he said that he murdered two women while visiting in Philadelphia in 1969. So, Ted, what the fuck, decide 
which store you want to sell. And Ted also told the homicide detective that he committed a murder in Seattle in 1972 and another one in 1973. But Ted's first homicide was documented in 1974. But some people believe that he started killing as a teen. On January 4, 1974, Ted entered the basement apartment of the 18-year-old Karen Sparks. She was a dancer and a student. So what Ted did here was he took the metal rod from her bed frame and he beat her with it. And she also, he sexually assaulted her with it, which is disgusting. So that obviously led her to several injuries. But she survived. Almost a month later, on February 1st, he broke into Linda and Haley's basement room. And did broadcast morning radio weather reports for the skiers. Which is interesting because apparently Ted loved skiing. I don't know. So he beat her up until she became unconscious. And he dressed her in blue jeans, white blouse and boots. I don't know why he did that. And he took her away. Then the next month, on March 12, 19-year-old Donna Gail Manson, who was a student in the Evergreen State College in Olympia, that day she left her dorm to attend a jazz concert, but she never arrived. That's what you get when you listen to jazz. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, anyways, the next month, on April 17th, Susanna Eileen Rencourt disappeared while going back to her dorm after a meeting. Um, but some girls later reported that they saw a man wearing a sling. And he was asking for help. And he was also in a Volkswagen Beetle, aka Bug. Which is an important thing to note. Then on May 6th, Roberta Caitlin Parks left her dorm at Oregon State University to get coffee with her friends, but she never arrived. Then on June 1st, Brenda Carol Ball, a 22-year-old, disappeared after leaving the Flame Tavern in Burien near Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. She was last seen in the parking lot talking to a brown-haired man with his arm in a sling. Again, a sling. Then, on June 11th, a student, Georgian Hawkins, vanished while walking down a brightly lit alley between her boyfriend's room and her sorority house. Ted later said that he lured Georgian to his car and knocked her unconscious with a crowbar. And he handcuffed her. What the fuck? Anyways, he drove her to a suburb 20 miles east of Seattle where he strangled her and spent the entire night with her body. Just 
let us sink in. He spent a night with her body. Um, what? Um, some witnesses later said that around that time they saw a man that had a bug. Of course. You know, he had the bug. You know, the car. And also one woman said that she saw him. And he asked her to help him to carry books. So, you know, little sus. During this period, Ted was working in Olympia as the assistant director of the Seattle Crime Prevention Advisory Commission. <laughs> where he wrote the pamphlet for women on rape prevention. I'm I'm sorry, but this is so ironic. No comment. And later he worked at the Department of Emergency Services, aka DS, a state government agency involved in the search for the missing woman. <laughs> Again, ironic. At the Department of Emergency Services, he actually met Carol Ann Boone, who he started dating. And let me just tell you, she is important to note because she will play an interesting part in the story later while in court. So that will happen about six years later. Anyways, Ted's attacks appear on the news and newspaper all over the Seattle and Oregon, but no one knew who did that. But there were some clues. All of the crimes were done by a man wearing a cast or a slang who had the bug car. And all the victims disappeared while wearing jeans or slacks. So mm, it was pretty obvious that the crimes were connected. So you want to know if the police knew that they were connected and what happened to Ted? Then subscribe to the podcast and listen to the next episode where we will uncover many other things about this notorious serial killer, Ted Bundy.